a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. I've been looking forward to these next two conversations I'm about to have. I'll speak in just a moment with Blake Moore, who's a candidate for Congress running in Utah's first congressional district. And in fact, as the results have been tabulated thus far, uh, leading right now by uh, just under 600 votes in the popular vote and a fraction of a percentage point, uh, it's neck and neck amongst the two front runners. That again, Blake Moore will be my guest in a moment. Bob Stevenson as well will join me later. But I want to tell you uh, my my special affection for Utah's first congressional district. You, you know my story. I have uh, I've worked at KSL twice. I worked years ago uh, for the great Doug Doug Wright. I was his producer, and then I got a phone call from uh, from Congressman Rob Bishop. He said, uh, he said, Lee, uh, I've known you for a, a little while. I wonder if you might be willing to come out here to Washington, D.C. and serve for a time uh, as, a, as a congressional aide, handling some uh, issues here in the office, communications and advising on some uh, matters. And so that's what I did. I accepted that invitation and that request from the congressman. And for almost five years, that's what I did for a living. My wife and I moved out to Washington, D.C. We left, we left Utah for a time. And out there, I was able to learn much. I was able to uh, become very, very close to the issues that face Utah's first district. I came to know Hill Air Force Base. I came to know uh, the great impact of public lands on the lives and livelihoods of those who live in Utah's first congressional district. And if I'm honest, uh, there is a very high likelihood uh, that my wife and I settle down and Piper is raised in Utah's first congressional district. I have fallen in love with it so much. And so when Congressman Bishop made the announcement that he would not be seeking re-election, uh, I, I, I immediately started to think, okay, who, who has it to replace him? Who can uh, step up and represent Utah's first district? That's, of course, is a northern and a portion of eastern Utah. Uh, in a way uh, that would do the congressman proud to continue uh, the, 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 the good work done in Congress on their behalf. Anyway, so I, I share that all just as kind of background and my uh, special attention and affection for this district. And now uh, let's talk with the man right now who is essentially the front runner in this interesting race, in the primary uh, race for the party's nomination to compete against the Democrat uh, looking to seek the same office. Blake Moore joins me now. Sir, how are you? Great. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, tell, tell me this. You, you have just stepped into a very interesting portion, uh, an interesting phase in uh, a campaign, essentially. You are no longer uh, competing uh, you know, head-to-head with someone from your own party. You don't need to convince those that, uh, that you're better or anything like that because uh, you know, the votes have been cast. W- what's your mindset right now? 
Yeah, no, you're, you're right. It is a bit of a interesting point. Um, you don't know how things are going to shape out on election night, but we, we knew there's, you know, four good candidates in the race. We knew it was going to be tight. I had a, we, you know, polling had showed that this scenario would likely play out. And, uh, you know, so there was some expectation that it was going to be really close. And so it's not a huge shock to, to be where we're at right now, but you're right. It is, it is kind of a, there's a bit of a holding pattern now. So we'll, we'll see how things play out. Have you have you had any communication with the other three candidates in this primary race? No, not not yet. Uh, things are still too in flux. There's still too many votes to be counted. I think I haven't I haven't spoke with any yet. Is it a, is it a two man race or is it a three man race? Does Kerry Gibson you think have a shot of finding some extra votes? Um. That would all depend on you know where the votes come from and how many, and we we, we don't have those exact numbers down yet. Um, we've been you know we've reached out to each of the counties, and I can I just gotta say like they're they're the real heroes right now yeah. going through this counting process. Uh, they've been incredibly communicative, um, and just really feels like things are you know things are being done really well. Solid job. Uh, you know, Last last night, telling everything, dealing with COVID restrictions and some some counties quarantining ballots, and I mean, what they're going through is is, is is quite a ordeal. And so it's been really it's been great to see their willingness to to, to jump in and serve in this regard. So, how did you spend your evening last night? Uh, I was at a buddy's house. <laughs> you know, it's funny when I decided to run. I, I I joined the race quite late, right? Like early early to mid February. And when I was making the decision on whether or not to run. I called a buddy of mine, um, and this individual happened to beat me for SBO at Ogden High School. Some I don't know how many twenty some some odd years ago. And I asked Exp- him, hey, explain that hey, Chris, SBO, student body officer. Right. So back you know when junior year of high school when you run for uh-huh. student body officer, and so I called this buddy of mine. I said, Hey, listen, are you running for Congress? And he goes, No. What do you? He's a physician. <laughs> He's like, No, I'm not running for Congress. What are you talking about? I no. Where'd you hear that? And I go, Okay, well. I just can't lose to you twice because he beat me for it a long time ago. And I said, I can't lose to you twice. Maybe I'm more comfortable jumping into this race. We had a barbecue up at his house last night, just a few family family and friends. Um, he lives uh, up in Ogden, and we just kind of had a, in a backyard little get-together, and it was it was good to just kind of relax and sit around. There's got a little campfire thing that we just kind of sat around and, and watched results come in, so... Very cool. Uh, now, listen, I, I did say we've moved into a, kind of an interesting uh, waiting phase here in this campaign, but uh, you really can't remain idle for too long. There will be uh, uh, a general election uh, to contend with. And, and as you step into that phase, uh, what's your tactic and, and what are your where are your priorities? Well, it's. Um, it's it, first off, this is. You know what gets talked about a lot. It gets mentioned all the time. The Republican will be the the the, the heavy favorite, or, or to that degree. But don't take anything for granted. Um, we go in with as much tenacity and hard work as we've as we've done coming into the race late. You know that that that's what was required to really to to get your message out. Um, and we'll just continue on on with that. But I but I you know if I'm successful through this next few this waiting period of, of finalizing the vote. I really look forward to an issue-based, positive campaign um, based on ideas, what's important to the district. Those are the types of things that we'll be focused on. Um, I, I, I would hope that 
you know, people are, we've been through a lot. Our country, our, our state, we've been through a lot these past few months. Um, we need ideas. We need leadership. Um, I hope that we can use the political process to, to communicate to the residents and to the voters and the constituents what it is that we want to see change, what it is that we want to improve. Um, and I hope to use, um, if I'm, again, if I'm successful in, in getting to that point, we hope to, to use that platform to, to be able to be an inclusive, you know, something that everybody can, can get behind and, and uh, move on to November. And then, and then that would be the next step. Very good. Uh, Blake Moore, right now you are holding 30.23% of the popular vote. Uh, that equates to 27,653 votes. That puts you less than 600 ahead of your uh, next competitor, Bob Stevenson, just behind you, nipping at your heels. And as uh, 3 o'clock comes, we'll see what updates to that arise uh, and well into the week. And we'll find out uh, ultimately who emerges as the Republican nominee for Congress in Utah's 1st Congressional District. I congratulate you on your success thus far. Look forward to speaking to you again, Blake. Thank you so much, Lee. Have a great afternoon. All right, you do the same. We're going to take a break here in a moment. When we come back, as I mentioned, we will be speaking with Bob Stevenson. He uh, is also competing in the congressional race there and is just, uh, like I said, only 600, less than 600 votes behind the leader right now, Blake Moore. And the way the circumstances are, each day at 3 o'clock there will be updates to the vote totals and there may be uh, some changing that happens in just an hour and a half from now. Ahead of that, though, we'll be speaking with Bob Stevenson. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are dedicating the this next segment to a continued conversation surrounding uh, the developments and the most recent data in the primary race to represent Utah's first congressional district in Congress. Right now, there are uh, two front runners, fronters, uh, front runners essentially. We spoke just a moment ago to Blake Moore. Uh, we will now speak with Bob Stevenson, but let me give you the numbers first. Uh, they are divided by a fraction of a percentage, and fewer than 600 votes separate uh, these two men as the uh, front runners in this contest. Now, there are two other candidates, Carrie Gibson and Katie Witt. Uh, Carrie Gibson right now enjoying uh, just over 23% of the popular vote, Katie Witt uh, with just shy of 17%. Those are big uh, hurdles to overcome. That's a great deficit uh, from which to dig yourself out of. Not sure if they can pull that off. But uh, again, we are not today looking at final results. At 3 o'clock today and every day until votes uh, or until these votes are certified and the results are certified, we will get updates from the various county clerks. And so we'll see how this progresses. I am uh, anxious. In less than 90 minutes from right now, we will get uh, another look at where things stand. Uh, I want to just real quickly reiterate my affection for 
Utah's first congressional district. I told you uh, that I spent almost five years working for Congressman Rob Bishop, bouncing back and forth between Washington, D.C. and northern and eastern Utah. It was a wonderful experience, and it opened my eyes to the beauty, the beauty of Utah's first congressional district. Now, listen, no district is better than another, but, well, you don't get to be first for nothing. <laughs> uh, while I was there, I, I came to know the, the, the people and the topography and the beautiful recreational opportunities, uh, Hill Air Force Base and its uh, central importance to the economy, uh, to the lives and livelihoods uh, of the state, and to the protection of our nation. It's an incredible, incredible portion of the country and the state, Utah's first congressional district. In fact, uh, I was lucky enough just a few weeks ago to moderate a debate between these uh, Republican candidates. I did that that. Uh, Weber State University at the Walker Institute of Politics and Public Service. Uh, that was a fine debate hosted by the Republican Party and Utah Young Republicans. It was a wonderful experience. And during that, I had the opportunity to speak with Bob Stevenson, who joins me on the line right now. Uh, Mr. Stevenson, sir, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Lee? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, to, you are in a unique circumstance right now. Uh, you know, the, 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 the way the rules are and such uh, and the way COVID has come and made itself known and impacted the way we handle these elections, you are in an odd sort of holding pattern right now where you're no longer like competing head-to-head -head necessarily with your Republican uh, competitors, but you don't quite yet know the results. H how are you doing with that? You know, we, we kind of figured that it was going to be fairly close, so this did not did not surprise us uh, last night as the results came in. And, you know, we kind of knew that uh, there was going to be this, uh, uh, you know, period of time where we, we kind of had to watch, uh, I kind of like to put it in the perspective of a, an NBA game in the last three minutes, how sure. the score bounces back and forth. And so... Hold on uh, a second. I, NBA, I don't, I don't remember the NBA. Which one's that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the one that plays right across the street from where your building is. Right? Oh, right, right, right. Maybe I'll be reminded July 30th. <laughs> yes, that's true on it. So, you know, we, we figure that uh, on these races that, uh, you know, sometimes they're they're called called before uh, all the votes are counted. And, you know, this 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 time around, all the votes are going to have to be counted before they're going to be able to call call the results. So uh, we're, enjoy, we're enjoying the moment. Is there any like an interpretation, any analysis that you've applied that uh, gives you a reason to be optimistic or pessimistic? Anything about the still uh, outstanding votes? Uh, we we know you know Davis County we're strong. Uh, we know that uh, Mr. Moore was strong in Weber County, and so we kind of are, are watching each of those. But part of the problem is is that there's still a lot of ballots that's floating out there in the mail that, mm -hmm. uh, that, that nobody knows how many there are. And so you know we've like my wife she said to me this morning, "What do you think?" And I said, "You know what? It probably doesn't matter what I think because one thing that we do know is that there are no more votes being cast." So whatever the result is, it's there. It just hasn't been counted yet. And so that's kind of why I've been taking the perspective on this. Is, is, that rea is that realization there, does that give you a sense of relief or anxiety? Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this campaign. Uh, you know, there's no question running for a congressional seat compared to, you know, local elections is a, is a lot, a lot bigger uh, uh, endeavor as far as it went. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, last night as you were work towards the results to start coming in, and no, I felt I felt good, and I don't know if the relief is there as much as just the uh, the you know the anticipation is over at that part, and we're just waiting for the final yeah, final numbers to come in. At least in terms of the primary, it's out of your hands now. That's right. 
there is there is a general election now the history here in utah and specifically the history of utah's first congressional district uh, pretty much guarantees that the republican nominee will end up with the seat in congress but uh as your competitor blake moore pointed out you can't take that for granted what how will you spend should you receive the republican nomination what's your tactic and what will be your priorities moving forward to november well first of all i believe darren perry won on the democratic side last night and Darren is a very, very smart man and, uh, a, you know, a very legitimate candidate as far as this goes. And so I think that from the Republican side is that I don't think you can turn around and look at past history and say, hey, this is a given. I think that you're going to have to work your tail end off and you're going to have to uh, push to, to make this happen. And I think that if we got, you know, we were fortunate to be in that position here in a few days that, you know, we'll start our campaign over. And again, we're going to be pushing pushing uh, our our message and everything to try to get that information out to people no different than we have over the past uh, couple of months. Have you at any stage of this race so far had any communication with Congressman Bishop? Uh, Yes, I've talked to Congressman Bishop a couple of times. Realize being a county commissioner, being a county commissioner, uh, you know, there's there's interaction with the first congressional uh, leader as far as that goes. So, but yes, I have talked to Congressman Bishop. All right. Uh, Bob Stevenson, candidate for Congress in Utah's first congressional district. Right now, we're waiting on the results. Could be a few days away to see who receives the Republican nomination. Uh, Let me tell you, congratulations uh, on your progress thus far. We'll look forward to seeing how things shake out uh, at 3 o'clock today and tomorrow and every day until we get a final certified result. Bob Stevenson, my guest. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. All righty. We're going to take a a quick break here. When we come back, I want to shift gears and I want to talk to you uh, about that ordeal in Provo. There has been a significant development. Uh, You know the story. We shared it yesterday. I got all worked up about it. There was uh, some protesters that blocked the progress of a vehicle. Uh, Shots were fired. A vehicle drove off. Well, there's been some arrests now. And I'm happy to report those arrests. And I'll share with you the details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.